Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, it's C. Sparky. Fight for 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee sports timeout. Time to catch up with our guy, Tim Dillard, Valley Sports Analyst for the Milwaukee Brewers. We broadcast live from the Wendy's studios. If you try the Wendy's new grilled chicken ranch wrap, the grilled chicken ranch wrap, Starts with a warm tortilla filled with diced grilled chicken, shredded cheddar cheese, fresh romaine lettuce, and a creamy ranch sauce. Try it today at participating Wendy's. And lots to talk about concerning uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, obviously, uh, one of the guys to talk about is going to be Corbin Burns, who left uh, the, his last start with a left pec strain. And we'll get Tim Dillard's thoughts on that. But we also have to talk about Brewers Unfiltered, uh, which features Tim Dillard, Sophia Minard, and Adam McKelvey, a podcast you can download on your Odyssey app or at Brewers.com. And every week when we have Tim Dillard on, he's brought to you by the Fourth Base Restaurant, the iconic bar that you remember from Major League. Perfect place to go before and after the game. Unmatched. Food. Uh, I'm talking high-level food. Steaks, whatever it is that you may be in the mood for, they got it over there. CJ and his crew do a great job at 4th Base Restaurant. Tim Dillard, what's the latest uh, on this week's Brewers Unfiltered? Oh, yeah. We just got done uh, recording it. Lots to talk about. I mean, just between injuries to starting pitchers to uh, just the way the team's playing. I I don't know if I've seen a team be more well-rounded than this one. Defense, starting pitching, bullpen, the offense all coming alive. Uh, there's a lot of storylines and a lot of behind the scenes, but I think the big thing we talked about was Corbin Burns uh, and the play, the actual play he got hurt on last night, but uh, just what a stellar and amazing play it was just to begin with. It's pretty rare. You know, it, it has to take the wind out of your sails when you lose one starting pitcher already in Brandon Woodruff, who's going to be out for, it appears, a significant amount of time at this point. Uh, and then you lose Corbin Burns in the middle of a game in which you are winning, and obviously he's your best pitcher at this point. For that clubhouse, yes, you win, but there's got to be probably a little bit of air taken out of your sail. Yeah, a little bittersweet, but uh, you know, one good thing is it's not his throwing arm. You know, when it comes right. to Corbin Burns, it, it, and he just he kept pitching on it, it just got a little worse. But I think he was okay at that point in the game to go. You know what? We got a decent enough lead. You know, I don't need this to force this issue. And everything was pretty calm afterwards. All the post-game interviews, they, they're all addressing it as, you know, low concern and minor. So hopefully he'll be back soon. But, man, how much is everybody appreciating Wade Miley right now, right? Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, that dude. I mean, I was happy when they got him. I, I was pretty excited because I'm like, okay, that would be nice. That's a nice, solid addition to put into this rotation. You figured somebody was going to get bounced out, but it was a nice, solid addition. But I think Wade Miley has even exceeded any expectations that the, probably the Brewers even had for him at this point. 
Well, he one of his best seasons was when he was with the Brewers right. previous. You know, it kind of jump-started his career. I think he feels comfortable there. I think he likes the way the catchers catch. I think he likes the way the coaches coach, and it just makes him better. So it's kind of a no-brainer. But, um, that, you know, that, I think on the onset they were like, okay, well, we'll put Adrian Hauser in the pen. And that was kind of a bummer for Hauser because I think he's going to be a guy that's going to shine, you know, just with the the limits on the shift restrictions. And uh, to me, I was looking forward to him pitching, and then he got injured. But now when he comes back, he's going to – I, I think they'll put him in the starting rotation. I think they're going to expect big things from him. So, you know, one thing that's playing real big right now is just depth. The Brewers seem to, you know, always have depth, and a lot of times you don't even get to use it. But uh, right here, it's a big necessity. And, you know, there's guys that are making uh, big starts. Look at Colin Ray. He's going tonight against the Mariners. You know, that eighth inning rule, we talked about it leading into the season, and you had talked about Ashby, and I was on board with that idea of Ashby possibly being the eighth inning guy, and then, of course, he got hurt. Uh, so then it was obviously going to be Bush's job to lose. He hasn't been off to the best of starts. Strzelecki, who you obviously love and, and well-deserved, it appears now maybe going forward that that is going to probably end up being his job in close games. Well, I don't know. He was in, in the sixth inning he was. Uh, after Burns got hurt. Yep. Uh, you know, and we love the the fact of roles, right? Even bullpen guys really enjoy that. Like, hey, you got the seventh inning, you got the eighth, you got the ninth, and everybody talks about roles. I think Peter Strzelecki's role right now is when the game is on the line, he's on the mound. So like the old hater uh, role, think, like the old hater role, when you could use him whenever you wanted yeah. for an inning or an inning and a half to get out of a, a tough part of a lineup. Yeah, you know, I, I could see him. He'll be probably closing a game or two this year if Devin Williams is not going to pitch. And we thought he was going to be down. Devin Williams throwing 33 pitches in, on Sunday against the Padres. Thought there's no shot he's going to bounce back. But he was. He was getting loose when it was a save situation. Um, but when the game was still close and Burns came out, you know, I, for whatever reason, they were like, you know what, this is a big moment in the game. Let's just stop it right away. And they went to Strez Lucky. And I think years past, they would try to put somebody else out there that's maybe not best suited for that role uh, and just kind of hold their breath to see if it works. But I think right now, if the game's on the line, at any point, it's going to be Strez Lucky that comes out of that bullpen. Tim, what what are you seeing with Joey Weimer at this point? Because Bryce Terang, for the most part, is leveled off uh, and still playing uh, well. Garrett Mitchell, I would say, is has found his way to some somewhat consistency. Uh, but Joey Weimer struggling big time still. Yeah, well, I think Mitchell's hitting the ball well, batting 278. Bryce Terang batting 283. They got home runs and stolen bases. The defense is there. Weimer's been hitting the ball pretty decent, but it's just no luck on his side. I think he's batting like 170 something. Right. Um, you know, and you could easily sit there and be like, well, golly, you know, this kid, he's struggling or whatever. He's putting together good at bats. It's just he has to learn how these pitchers are pitching him. He's seen more breaking balls than anyone in baseball. So that's really all they're trying to do is just when you have a guy that's a very animated swing and he's heavy on the front side, the the pitching report on that across the board is just soft. You know, gets slower and slower because they can't stay back. So once you learn to keep his hands back, he's going to be fine and he'll be just towering balls. But here's my thing. He is the top defensive player in defensive runs saved. So here's my theory. Every time he saves a run, we should give him a home run. What do you think about that? <laughs> All about it. Sure. That's initially, yeah, that's initially what it is. And so it kind of boils down to, you know, this kid uh, may be leading the, you know, all of baseball in home runs. They're essentially treating them like, yeah. right, I mean, we're sponsored by, you know, Fourth Base Sports Bar, which is the movie Major League. They're essentially pitching them like they had pitched Serrano, is essentially what's happening right now, giving them no fastballs to hit. 
Yeah, you don't let me hit a curveball. I say, forget you, Joe. But, yeah, <laughs> right. That's exactly what it's kind of like Alfonso Soriano. I faced Soriano when he was with the Cubs. We were at Wrigley, and they told me, like, do not throw this guy a fastball. And I was like, okay. So I throw, you know, faced him one night, and I threw him like five or six curveballs in a row, got him out, the, faced him the literal next day, and I threw him like two or three curveballs. I got him 0-2 or 1-2. And Luke Roy puts down a curveball, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to go fastball. He has seen every variation of my curveball at every location, at every speed. I was like, I'm going to get him right here. And I throw a fastball, and the dude lasers it, you know, for a single. <laughs> so, you know what? Until, like, and, until he can, you know, make an adjustment, he's just going to see a steady diet of these curveballs. And once the scatter report's out and everyone knows it, um, it's only going to get worse. Early in the season, Roddy Tellez, uh, he was struggling a little bit. It feels like he started to come around now here in the last several games. Yeah, he's pulled three home runs, uh, you know, early days of this road trip. And then about the last, like, three days, everyone decided, I'm not going to let this guy pull the ball. And so he's seen a steady dose of everything, everything, away, away, away. Um, And he's made adjustments. That's why he's got four singles now to like shallow left center because he is literally all that's all he is seeing. And he could try to pull those pitches and get and ground out or pop up to the catcher, but he's deciding, you know what, I'm going to get on base. I'm going to take my single. Um, And I think that's what we're seeing from a lot of these hitters. They're like, you know what, we're willing to take the single. The single is going to be cool again. Um, And maybe years past it wasn't where guys were like, I'll just swing for the fence. And I love the fact that Rowdy Telez is going, I'm just going to be on base because that puts more pressure on the starting pitcher, gets to the bullpen sooner, and allows these other guys to walk up there and have a chance to do damage of their own. When the uh, We were talking about Wade Miley earlier. Uh, when the Brewers took three out of four in San Diego and they got Darvish on Sunday 1-0, and uh, they were talking to Miley after the game about how big it was, and, and I believe his quote was, it was huge. It was huge because from his perspective, this kind of – kind of verifies just how good this Brewers baseball team really is when you can go on the road to San Diego and take three out of four. As a fan, you go, eh, it's April, so what? What's the big deal? Things are going to change six months from now. Who knows what this thing is going to look like? But for a team that's that's trying to kind of justify itself of being a contender here, that was, I guess, a bigger series to the players than maybe even the fans realized. Well, I said early on, I was like, if they're going to get the Padres right here, they, this is their chance to do it. Only because Fernando Tatis Jr. is not coming back till the 20th. Joe Musgrove is hurt. They were going to miss Blake Snell, which Snell isn't doing that great, but he is left-handed, which Brewers have struggled with in right. the past. So this was the best they could hope for, and they took advantage of it. Three out of four games in San Diego, I mean, and they played so awesome. The first three games, there were 33 runs scored, um, you know, both teams combined. So you're thinking going into this last game, like, what is about to happen? And I think you knew right away it was going to be a low-scoring affair. As soon as you, Darvish, the first pitch of the game was a curveball and then a barrage of split fingers striking out the side, you knew something was about to happen. And who knew it would be Garrett Mitchell laying down a bunt in the second inning and a sack fly that was the difference maker. But something about veteran pitchers, like you can – you can be around long enough, and real quick, you can get a sense of how this game's going to go, whether it's the umpire or whether it's the swings guys are taking, um, and just being able to recognize the situation and just have that feeling. I feel like Wade Miley had that. I think he went out there and goes, you know what? I know what the assignment is, and you know I'm going to volunteer his tribute, and he went right after this lineup. Very powerful Padre lineup, and he went right after him. No walks. I, I want to ask you uh, something as far as when guys are doing their minor league 
uh, rehab outings or whatever, uh, like Tatis is doing, and he looks like Babe Ruth in the minor leagues, just hitting home run after home run. <laughs> the the difference I would have to imagine, uh, as far as you know, the fans at the stadium, the electricity, just the whole feeling about those games probably is much different when you got one of those guys down there that are at superstar caliber rehabbing. Well, they just don't care, right? This is this is fun. This would be like if you went in the backyard and started playing with a little league team. You're just you're kind of dominating. Yes, because your skills are, you know, elite, but at the same time, you just don't care. Like, you're just getting your work in. Right. Um, so that's a little unfair. I feel bad for the pitchers in the minor leagues that are trying to pitch to get to the big leagues, and they got to face a guy like this who not only, you know, has made his money and made his mark on the game this early, but he just doesn't care. Uh, for example, <laughs> I was pitching in the minor leagues. I'm in AAA. We're facing, I think, the Rangers. Uh, and Nelson Cruz was rehabbing, which I know Nelson Cruz. I've known him for 20 years. And so I'm sitting there facing him, and I got bases loaded. Uh, I think two out, one out. I got bases loaded, one out, and I got him in a 3-0 count. And I'm going, this is it right here. This is I'm about to ruin my game. I'll never get back to the big <laughs> leagues. This is it. I couldn't believe it, and I threw a pitch, and it was a ball. It was always a ball. It came out of my hand, a ball. It was down. And he swung at it and just hit a little dribbler, and we got a double play, and I got out of the inning. And I just couldn't believe it. He was rehabbing like a hamstring or something, so he was just jogging down the line. He didn't care. And I saw him after the game, and I was like, holy jeez, dude. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, man. He's like, I got to get my swings in. I was like, okay. So sometimes it can benefit you, but a lot of times it's, it is kind of unfair for the <laughs> – for well, the minor leaguers, put, you know, facing these guys. But the other thing would be if the team that Tatis is facing goes to hell with this. We're trying to win games down here. We're just going to throw up four fingers and walk you every time, and we're not going to pitch to you. I would assume uh, everybody would be livid if a manager did that on the other team. Yeah, they would. They would. I, I think there's kind of a gentleman's accord there where, like, we know. And you know what? As a pitcher, too, there's that challenge. You get to face a guy that's, you know, this caliber. And, you know, what is my stuff going to look like? Um, but the problem is it still goes down as your stat. Right. So you can't ever go back and, like, I gave up a hit to Chipper Jones in 2006 in double A. Uh, I did strike him out, but then in the next at bat, he almost took my head off. Um, so, like, could that have been somebody else that got a base hit? Yeah, but um, sometimes you, you remember those moments and you really enjoy it. Other times you could, you know, it, it's kind of a bummer. No uh, doubt. But it just kind of – I got uh, Jeff Cirillo out <laughs> in 2003 in rookie ball, and uh, I was like, man, what were you doing? What were you rehabbing that year? Because he was wearing big league uniform, had the had the helmet on with one flap, and he's playing on these backfield Arizona Fire League games. And uh, I'm like, man, Jeff Cirillo, wow. And So anyway, got him to ground out, and uh, I asked him, I don't know how many years later, 22 years later, I asked him what he was rehabbing. Of the summer of 03, and he said, my swing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So oh, Cirillo. Uh, okay, so I, I've been saving something to the end of the interview because I, I know you are, are, are the biggest fan of some of the rule changes that they've made this year in Major League Baseball. And now Jason Stark, MLB <laughs> sure. insider, uh, says MLB was used the Atlantic League as its rule change test lab again. This year's rules for the Atlantic League that the MLB wants to see how it plays out. First of all, designating a pitch runner. Every team can designate a pinch runner now, and that person can enter at any time and can return later in the game to pinch run as well. So now that essentially means you can have a fast guy on your bench that doesn't necessarily have to do anything other than run fast, 
uh, to have a roster spot, especially, I would assume, later in the season. Yeah. Um, so this is high school. Um, I was a pitcher and a catcher in high school. And, um, you know, if I got on base, you had the courtesy runner. Correct. You would just, I would come out, you know, I get a base hit, get a double or something. Yep. Somebody come out and run for me. Not that I was slow, but a lot of times it's like, well, I got to get my gear back on, you know? So I think they're probably testing this more as a courtesy runner for, you know, if you can only have one an inning, you know, you're going to be pretty strategic on it. I kind of hope this doesn't play out. But it could expand some careers, right? I think I think Molina, the way the Cardinals are playing, um, he may want to come out of retirement if he didn't have to run the bases. You well, know Rowdy, tell like, us. Did, you could pinch run for Rowdy. Tell yeah. us then. Yeah, right. Did you see Rowdy score the other day? That guy can fly. <laughs> He's got some wheels. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He has some wheels. I've got another one. Now, this one you really may not like. So currently they have the two disengagement rule for the pitcher before he's got to go to the play, which means guys know after two disengagements, I can run. Well, Major League Baseball wants to see what it looks like after only one disengagement uh, in the Atlantic League this year. So that is the second rule that they're putting in place. What do you think of that? Well, you know, and we should, you know, let our listeners know the Atlantic League is an independent ball team. I actually played in the Atlantic League a couple of seasons. Um, it, and it is, it's their guinea pig and some of the rules don't stick. So they, right. they decided, okay, what if, what if a guy throws a wild pitch? What if, what if you don't, what if you could just run? So you actually had the option at one point, if the ball was thrown and the catcher didn't catch it, you could just run from home plate to first base as fast as you wanted. Versus you continuing know, so the at bat? Versus continuing the at bat, you know, like wow. not even, I forgot the name of it, but it, you know, some of these stuff is not going to stick. I don't, I, one disengagement, I mean. It's you. It's not about speeding up the game at that point. It's about like just making everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Really, what it is. Yep. Uh, two is probably not enough. I wish they really wouldn't limit it. Um, I think I think guys would be stealing anyway because of the bases um, and the pitch clock. I don't think the disengagement is going to. I don't know. I I know it speeds up the game, and I don't think it would slow it down all that much if they allowed it to happen. Third rule and final new rule in the Atlantic League, according to Jason Stark. Uh, This one is uh, interesting. The return of the double hook, as Jason Stark likes to call it. In this league, uh, teams will lose their designated hitter if the starter leaves before going five innings pitched. Uh, So what do you think of that? That means the pitchers will then bat the rest of the game and the designated hitter will no longer apply. Well, I was a pretty decent hitter. So me personally, I think, yeah, you should just, (laughs) <laughs> that's a, I'm okay with that, uh, but that's a little absurd. You're getting penalized because a guy doesn't go five innings. Are you kidding me? And you're losing a hitter um, in the process, right? To come back and yeah, catch you're up. Yeah, you're losing. What, what happens if the guy gets injured? You know, like what if um, pitch count? Oh well, you you know throw ten more pitches. Okay, well he throws ends up throwing 120 pitches in five innings, blows his arm out, but yet they get to keep. You know, just having being penalized for how the game goes is probably what I hate most about some of the rules. You're getting penalized if you're too fast. You're getting penalized if you're too slow. And Manfred, his rules, he's like Goldilocks. Like, you can't get this guy, <laughs> you know, to, to be okay with anything. Everything's lukewarm. So, I, I don't know. I, you should never penalize a guy for hustling like Pete Alonzo was um, right. early on in the season. Like, that kind of stuff, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have reverse effects where people are just going to be like, well, whatever, I can't eat, meet the expectations of this man and these rules. And it's going to decrease the level of play. We're already seeing injuries going up. We're already seeing, you know, these huge innings. Look at look at how many, you know, three run innings, three plus run innings the Brewers have had alone. 
But across baseball, the big innings are going to be a big deal this year because the pitch clocker is is, uh, making this happen. And I think if you're Major League Baseball, you're applauding and you're clapping because that's what you want, right? You want more offense. Just like the NFL wants high-scoring games, NBA wants high-scoring games, I'm sure the commissioner wants uh, more runs scored in Major League Baseball and not having it being dominated by the pitcher. That has to be... Uh, I think uh, the genesis of why all these rules changes happened to begin with was he wants increased scoring and he wants games done quicker. Well, if the end goal is all of that, then yes. But part of it is if you're a fan of baseball, you want to see the best in the business. And uh, some of the best in the business require just a little bit more time, you know, and and it should have been a generational thing before the pitch clock comes in. They could easily, they're doing it in the minor league, you know, give it five more years. But I get what they're trying to do. Um, but, but again, you want to see the best, you want to see the best of the best and you want to see them in their environment. And you want, and anytime you disrupt that, they changed the baseball in 2019, right? Everybody and their mom had 20 plus home runs that right there, you start changing stuff and you're not getting the best of the best. And so I just, I'll be biased towards pitchers. I want them to have a very consistent environment and they just haven't had that over the last, you know, five or five or so years. He is Tim Dillard. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Tillard. Of course, Brewers Unfiltered Podcast. Him, Sophia Minard, Adam McKelvey. Download it on your Odyssey app uh, or, uh, of course, go to Brewers.com and listen to it there as well. Tim, thanks so much. We'll talk again next week, buddy. Awesome. Thanks, Sparky. Appreciate it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.